that's the one good angle. I'll just stay like this the whole time. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is Pej. I am on Pej's Recovery Corner today. I have a very special guest. Her name is Amy Dresner. I'm saying it right, right? Correct. You are. Uh, thank oh, you. Don't want to fuck up your name. But mm -hmm. um, thanks for coming to the corner. Welcome to the corner. Thank um, you. We are going to talk about uh, many things today. Uh, but first and foremost, I wanted to kind of go and delve into your past and learn about you, where you grew up, uh, who you are, what you are, what you're all about. And uh, tell us tell us a little bit about that. Um, I grew up in L.A., Beverly Hills and Laurel Canyon and Benedict Canyon. And, uh, my mom was a designer. My dad was a screenwriter. I was an only child. Came from a long line of um, addiction and depression, a lot of mental illness. They split when I was maybe one or two, and I sort of was shuttled back and forth between the two of them. Um, was a good girl growing up, really a good girl, you know, only straight child? A, only child, straight A student, super pure, didn't like kiss anyone till I was 18, didn't lose my virginity until I was 19, never smoked cigarettes, didn't drink, nothing. I was none like, of very, none of it. I was wow. super, super straight edge. Well, not even straight edge. I was just like, I'm scared of it. And like, I don't know. I thought it was my dad made a bet with me too. He was just like, I'll bet you'll smoke or drink or do drugs before you're 18. And if you don't, I'll give you a thousand dollars. And I was make this terrible joke that that's how Jews raise each other. We just bribe each other. So he used to bribe me for everything. He was like, you know, like for bowling points and like, you know, over my next, oh, you know, like, or good grades and it worked. Mm -hmm. Uh, growing up in, in LA and Beverly Hills being Jewish, like, did you go to Hebrew school or anything like that? Yeah. For first and second grade. And then I went to public school and then I went to Catholic school. Catholic school. Um, why? Because they were busing and my parents just needed to find a good school. So they found this like really good Catholic school. And I was one of like five not Catholic kids there. And, uh, it was like nuns running it. And so they hated me cause I was like the one of the few non-Catholics and like the only Jew. And so it gave me a lot of nightmares. I was got very confused because I was being told I was going to hell every day. So I would pray to everyone at night. I got really freaked out. I was like, pray to Mary and Buddha and Jesus and, you know, the universe. And I was just like, just covering my bases. And uh, so, and then I went to, yeah. And then I went to a private uniform school for high school, like an all girls private uniform high school. I think, what was the name of that school? Westlake. Now it's oh. Harvard Westlake. And you said there was depression, like you had depression growing up. Was there like depression that ran in your family? Was there? Yeah, major, major depression in my family. My mother, mostly my, actually my father, my grandfather. There's a lot of people that have been in mental hospitals, been had electroshock therapy. My grandmother's schizophrenic. My uncle's schizophrenic. Um, my father just sort of made depression his personality. He was just a writer and he would just drink and he was just like, you know, the depressive Jewish writer. But yeah, there's an enormous amount of addiction to mental illness in my family. So if you were a late bloomer and you weren't doing anything and you were kind of, you know, well put together up until, I mean, minus the depression, what happened like that you got into anything, into drugs, for example? Um, I was depressed kind of as a kid and then sort of really started to fall apart around 15. Mm -hmm. Um and then at 19, I had a nervous breakdown. And the, that was my first nervous breakdown. I've had like, I don't know, like four of them. Mm -hmm. So um, who wants to marry me? Come on now, line up. <laughs> um, uh, 
So uh, I started, well, I started drinking for the first time at 19. I was in college and everyone was like, why aren't you drinking? Like, you're weird. Like, and I was like, oh, okay. So I drank and, you know, I blacked out and would drink during the day, but it was college. It really didn't look that different from anyone else's. So I really, uh, when I got out of college, it really started to fall apart without the structure. Like, uh, you know, I was like, thought I wanted to be an actress, like every fucking kid in LA. Mm -hmm. And I was working, you know, at some pretentious, designer clothing store and I was well, I'm probably 22 years old living alone and I mean have fucking way too much money you know god I wish I had that money now now I'm like fucking broke but then I had like a fucking you know classic car and a really fucking sweet apartment and a trust mm -hmm. fund and blah blah and I was like drinking during the day and drinking in the mornings and just like really you, oh I had to eat school you said you got out of college did yeah you I graduated magna cum laude yeah I did well yeah and what was your major um, advertising and PR. Hmm. My dad, so that's what my dad out. told me. He was like, you need to do advertising and PR because they're not going to teach you anything regarding writing that I can't teach you or that you won't learn from reading or writing. And he goes, and you need like something to fall back on. that's going to pay. But I never worked in advertising ever. Never did. No. So this was what your early twenties that you were living. You yeah. And then I had an eating disorder in college from like 19 to 25. I was like anorexic and bulimic. And then. Were you purging? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and starving and over exercising and all that stuff. And then I found crystal meth. Yay. At fucking 24. <laughs> I moved to San Francisco and I was like, I'm going to fucking reinvent myself. Like, I don't know who I am. Like I've been living my life in fear and I'm, I'm such a good girl and I'm going to fucking say yes to everything that comes my way and let's see what happens. And you know, cool things came of that cause I got to do spoken word and that was really a great experience. And you know, uh, it was very cool then it was the nineties, you know, cause I'm old. And uh, I think we might be the same age. I know that. Era. Oh yeah. I just, um, I just turned 50, but maybe I'm 51. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so we experienced a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. So, you know, and just said yes to all that stuff. But I said yes to drugs too, that were offered to me, not knowing what anything was. And the second time I did crystal meth, like something clicked for me. And I was like, this is what I've been looking for. I That's had that right. moment. That's I had that fucking moment of, I feel normal for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. And I need this to be on the planet. So mm -hmm. no one's going to take this away from me. And uh, I was like, this is the antidepressant I've been looking for. I felt creative. I had energy. I wasn't depressed, you know. Uh, and that was my life for two years. And it gets, you know, crystal meth is pretty fucking dark. So it gets. Were you, were you snorting it, eating it? So I was snorting it then. And then later I was snorting it, smoking it and eating it. I never mm -hmm. shot it. I shot Coke later on, but I never shot Crystal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, but, but then, you know, meth brings you down pretty fast. Absolutely. You know? Unless you get, was, do, unless you do some more and then it takes you right back up. No, but I mean, it like ruins your life really fast. Oh, like, for in sure. of like yeah, it's a very quick ride to the bottom. So within two years, I was like having, you know, I had a seizure in a market and I'd stay, was staying up for 17 days in a row and writing a new Bible and like hanging out with like really gnarly, gnarly, like lower companions and like really putting myself in dangerous situations that I just shouldn't have been in. And just like, I had this tough girl persona to pretend that I could be okay with like, you know, it was like Mexican mafia coming around selling me shit and being like, Hey, do you know where we can, do you know anyone who wants to buy this? They bring out this like silver pipe thing. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck that is, bro. He's like, yeah. it's a gun silencer. And I was like, fuck. 
Oh, man. I was like, I am fucking going to die. Like, I am in the wrong crowd. Yeah, I got my shit stolen, started to deal a little bit also to protect, to deal, to, you know, keep up my habit. And then I had a seizure in a market. This is all up in San Francisco? No, this, I moved back to LA because my parents were like, okay, you're a drug addict. You know, you won't be a drug addict in LA because you would never use drugs in LA and they were just naive. They didn't know. They thought, you know, that, that it was San Francisco was a problem with, of course, you know, you no. can find drugs anywhere. We have a radar. You drop us in a city and we'll find drugs. That's find right. Drug in LA of all places. <laughs> so, you know, I was like drinking for like two months and writing and I'm like, I'm Bukowski, man. Like, yeah, it's okay. You know? And then I walked into a store and someone was like, Hey girl, like, how are you? And I was like, it was an, a vintage, like an antique store. And I was like, I'm okay. And he was like, oh, what you need is like, was is a rail. And I was like, ding. And from that guy, I navigated the whole meth scene of Los Angeles. Hmm. So then so, what happened? I had a seizure in the market. Um, and I went into my first of eight rehabs. And and when you were going to rehab, like you, you this is like in your 20s? Yeah, first time. So first time was 24, uh, went to sober living, um, stayed, tried to drink about a year clean. could realize I couldn't was very so against it. You were attempting to stay clean, like pretty much in, in that era, like in your twenties, you, you were at least trying to stay. Yeah. Clean. I was, I was actually clean for seven years with out AA. Yeah. Okay. I was totally dry, like whatever. I mean, I don't really, I don't even like to say that because I support whatever way it keeps you fucking sober. Like, I don't give a fuck. If Suboxone keeps you sober, great. If you, you know, mm-hmm. yoga with goats keeps you sober, if fucking meditation, <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think right. that so, but, um, you know, you're indoctrinated with AA and rehabs. That's like right. the big thing. And so I was like, that's creepy. And I didn't dig it, but I didn't think I was an alcoholic. I thought I was just a drug addict. And it turns right. out, well, I'm an everything addict. Mm-hmm. But I had to do a lot of experimentation to figure that out. So the seven years that you stayed sober, were you miserable? Were you happy? Were yes, you miserable. Were you writing? No, fucking miserable. Yeah, miserable. But even living in Paris and London, fucking miserable. Suicidal, depressed. Mm-hmm. My eating disorder fucking returned with a vengeance. Just like really small little fucking world. And then I tried to kill myself in England. I slit my wrist with a box cutter. Um, and my parents moved me back to Los Angeles and I thought, well, I haven't picked up in like seven years. I can smoke pot. Mm-hmm. I hate pot. And then I was like smoking pot every day. And then I'm like, well, I can drink. It's been seven years. So now I'm drinking. Now I'm drinking in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I had developed a- epilepsy by this point. Um, from you developed Mount. it. So you weren't born. You weren't born. No, I didn't. I didn't develop epilepsy until my thirties. I was living in Paris and I started having grand mal seizures like fucking once a month. And I went, a neurologist did a bunch of scans and tests and MRI. And he was like, did you do a lot of drugs? Did you do a lot of Coke? And mm-hmm. I was like, I did a lot of meth. And he was like, yeah, you have hyperactive lesions on your brain. He's like, yeah, you have a seizure disorder now. So uh, I had, I've had like, I don't know, 12 to 20 grand mal seizures. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So over the years, like really scary shit because I don't have an aura. So I don't feel them coming. So I'll just be like out, you know, outside a restaurant and just uh-huh. fucking face plant. Or, you know, I had one 30 seconds out of after I got out of my car. Mm-hmm. Like real, and I, and you know, I lived alone. So 